What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Roll Up. I'm here with the Golden Boy Dalton. How you doing tonight, buddy? D doing good. I, I guess we can call this the the season finale. Yeah, the season finale. That seems fitting. That seems fitting. Uh, season, season two, two TBD. To, to be determined. We're we're about to be like Community here for a little while. If you anyone is a fan of that show. You might have to wait as long as Game of Thrones for the next season, but we may be back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, we're here to talk about what we have learned from watching WWE from or everything they put out for a year. And, man, I'm just going to jump right into it. I don't even know how to start this, honestly. But I'm, I'm just going to say a few quick notes about Raw last night that kind of I think it was the perfect episode of Raw to lead into our season finale episode. Last night's Raw pretty much embodied every critique we've had of WWE over the last year. We had to see a manager put more focus and prestige on the world title than any worker has in a year. Yeah. Only for it to get ruined by Reigns coming out and making it not feel real like Heyman was. Yeah. It, they missed out on big money to throw in real-life elements. Now it's just a rehash of their 31 feud. Um, I mean, you have Strowman running around being the most over guy. They have nothing for him right now. He's a backup plan. Elias, one of only two people, him and The Miz, that can garner any crowd reaction they want, yet they're not doing anything with them. Rollins and Balor regulated to the IC title picture where Miz constantly loses, so who cares about that match, even though it's probably going to be one of the better matches on the card. Yep. It's, and then, it feels it's like just, this past year has been the um, the the saga oh, of and, the mid-card. Let's, let's make it look like we can give the Revival a shot and then immediately take it away. Yeah. Now, I will say that... <laughs> Uh, we're, we're actually recording this while SmackDown's on. So we're yeah. not talking about it. That's about mostly what you'll hear tonight about this week's programming. I didn't watch this, it. This is a quote. This, this is a quote. I told one of my friends that I was coming on to do this podcast earlier than usual, and mm -hmm. I'd hit him up afterwards, and you know what he said? What's that? Fuck SmackDown. I'm watching Thor. <laughs> so we're not the only ones here, people. We're not bitter Bettys or negative Nancys here. That we, I feel like we uh, we yell. We're the voice of the voiceless of of the people that really just don't enjoy the WWE product as a whole right now. It's even hard to grasp at some bright spots. Nakamura run the Rumble? Cool, he's barely on TV. Styles is world champion? Cool, he barely wins any of his matches clean. Mm -hmm. Rude's US champion? Cool, he's been laid out two weeks in a row. It seems very much like the the product, and this is just the kind of the overview I've gotten from the past year. The product is written and constructed in a way that they don't. It, it I get the vibe that they don't expect people to watch every week anymore. And when you're writing your television yep. show for or around that premise, you're not going to have anything exciting happen really week to week. And if you do, you're going to hype it up so you can try to get as many eyes on it as you can. So, um, you know, after <laughs> this week, like I said, I did not watch anything. I'm, we're, we're recording right now while SmackDown's on. I don't expect anything fun to happen there. Um, I didn't watch Raw last night. And guess what? I had a great Monday night. And yeah, I you, didn't you, miss anything. You did you, you missed Ronda Rousey doing a Samoan drop. And actually, I didn't even miss that. I, I did watch the opening segment, so I did lie to an extent. I watched the opening segment, and I said, "Wow, this is a this is a pretty bad lead up." And yeah. then once it was over, I'm I turned sure, it off. I'm sure you saw the tweet that I immediately put out. Yeah. That the you know, typical wrestling fan. Oh, I'm tired of seeing these people come in and take the hard worker spots. Same wrestling fans, Rousey, 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 fucking hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Same thing. 
Yeah. The, the, my fa- my two favorite parts of Raw, Miz telling Balor he isn't truly over because he isn't even using an original hand signal, and Paul Heyman saying, how dare you people talk about Brock when you cri- when you don't critique The Undertaker for working one day a year, and if Taker loses, it's still a big deal. I mean, fair play. Yeah. Fair play, but the fat. difference... The Undertaker thing is fat. Yeah. The the only argument I would say to that is Taker's not holding the fucking title, but, you know. But he does hold a main event mania spot every year. True. Which, which nowadays, WWE makes you feel like that main event is worth more than anything. Yeah, which is kind of goofy, but it... it it goes to I've talked about this on here a hundred times. It, I I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face. WrestleMania is about nostalgia and it's about mainstream appeal now. It's not a wrestling show. It's a show about entertainment that has wrestling in it. Yep. And I don't like that. And I probably I'll probably watch WrestleMania this year just because it's WrestleMania, but at the same time I'm not excited about it because it's WrestleMania. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, I I guess to kick off our reflecting on the past year, I mean, I don't even know if I have a definitive answer here, but who who would you label as the the MVP of the last year? Um, it would probably have to go to Braun or the Miz. One of the two. Um I was, or I could just go. I, was, I could just go super snark or smart and say, uh, say Triple H because he's you know proceeded to make NXT amazing and is now making cruiserweight division wrestling amazing again. I I, I would tend to say Braun, but I'm gonna take the the smarky route, and I'm gonna choose somebody that, all albeit. There were some crooked matches here and there. He was always involved in something that I gave a shit about, and that's Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 100% fair. He was at least involved every one of his storylines I cared about the last year. Yeah. Absolutely. The the festival of friendship was great. The the storyline with, uh, I guess, with AJ... he had a, a storyline with AJ last year, didn't he? Like, beginning of the he year He had, like, two different storylines yeah, with thought. AJ. He this... had the feud with Shane where he headbutted Vince. Yeah, before, which was glorious. I mean, going all the way back to when almost when this first started, he, he you know, he's feuded with Reigns. He's, we're he's probably on the been... cusp of him feuding with Sami Zayn. He's I mean, always every been booked at the top of the card. He's been entertaining. Yeah. And it's always been, it's yep. always been treated high profile, which is... Amazing and hilarious, all at the same time. Yeah. Because who would have thought that that out of everyone, it would be it would be fucking Kevin Owens getting the most consistent booking. Yeah, all albeit to his to his success or failure. Yeah. He's at least been involved in the stuff that I've at least given a shit about. Yeah. Um. You know, with with what was your what was your favorite pay per view? Because I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm kind of struggling to really remember much of any of them. I'm sure that favorite I could sit here and 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 I'm I'm legitimately like struggling right now to think of it. Mania was and this this would include what probably from Fastlane last year to fa- Fastlane yeah now. Fastlane that last year to I guess. Technically, the chamber this year. All right, I'm not gonna. We can't include anything in NXT here because those would all take the cake. Yeah. Um. Hmm. That, I mean, that, none of the pay per views were top notch this year. There was no stand out. Wow, pay per view this year, and that's that's hmm. that's sad. I'm trying to. I, I can't I'm trying even, to refresh my I memory can't even right pick now. A definitive favorite pay per view. <clears throat> Let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, we started at Fastlane. Fastlane was. It was okay. It wasn't amazing. Mania. Blah, blah. Payback. Eh. Payback was. Payback was was decent last year. 
Um, like, just, I mean, ones that I'm thinking of just off the cuff, I mean, Hell in a Cell was better than it usually is. Um, uh, I mean, No Mercy was kind of loaded. I mean, I, I'm, so, I'm sure a lot of people would, would consider No Mercy as one of the pay-per-views of the year. So, No Mercy was good. Hell in a Cell was good. I I personally thought that Great Balls of Fire overkicked its coverage. Um, I, yep. I, I, I thought that it had really good spots, but wasn't amazing overall. Uh, that, 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 that's the problem with all these pay-per-views this year. They, they might have had one or two good moments and maybe one really good match, but just not all of them would be hard to go back and sit through yeah. again. Yeah. This was this was the from top to bottom the weakest year of pay per views in a long time. Yeah, it really was. I'm looking back even we can to at 2016. Least, we can at least count on Money in the Bank to maybe be the best pay per view, and it was not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty fucking awful. And let's listen to or let's uh let's think back to everyone who got tilted over uh over the way the women's match ended. Uh, All right. Anyway, yeah, the Survivor Series was a dud. Clash of Champions. I don't really remember much of it. Um. Yeah, no mercy. Hell in a cell. I'm looking through the SmackDown ones because I know I watched a good SmackDown pay per view, but. None of them are really standing out because they all have fucking Jinder Mahal in the main event. Yeah, it's just, it's sad. It's it's fucking sad. I, just this, this year in WWE with us reviewing all these shows and all these pay-per-views, I think the, the common factor we complained about was them the lack of the mid-card, which they started to build up. But yep. then when they started to build up their mid-card, they mistreated all the main eventers. They, they, This group of riders must only be able to focus on one thing at a time because they'll have one thing going good and the rest is shit. Yeah. And and that's that's the problem. I I, I mean, I, I hate to single out Road Dog here, but look at what he's done to SmackDown since he became the head guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's telling AJ Styles how to be a main eventer when he was never a main eventer. Yeah, it's not it's not working. Yeah, it it's like it, it's a, it's a very slippery slope. You know what I mean? Like, cause the same could be said when you know Vince Russo and everyone started the you know the Attitude Era, but at the time that the Attitude Era was going on. A, I've said this a million times. I've gone back and watched old, like watched basically episodically the Attitude Era developing and throughout the ep- or the Attitude Era. I haven't finished it, but I've gone a long way through it. Their weekly television was shit too. Yep, it like, was, I, I'm I've screamed it on here before. The best overall WWE product was from 2000 all the way through 2004. Yeah. Period. Raw, great. SmackDown, fantastic. The pay-per-views, usually at least passable. Yeah. I, I mean, it, we aren't watching your, SmackDown right now on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, and what was your what was your bad it is. what was your difference difference between then and now? Then you had people who either a were involved in main events, like they were main event players when they were wrestlers, or b they were writers who were specifically assigned to those people to get their character over and let the ca- let the person be the character the way they wanted to be that character. Two I things mean, it, that don't it, happen now. It boils down to this. Each show had a core group of main eventers. Mm-hmm. Each show had a core group of perennial U.S. or IC title contenders. Each show had a pretty solid tag division for a while, especially SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, they they there were serviceable women's wrestlers back then, but they weren't trying to make them main eventers because they don't draw more than any of those other fucking people. 
They were a bonus attraction on the show. Mm-hmm. And we're now in an era where, albeit the women's workers probably are better, but they are still a bonus attraction on the show. They are a bonus. Yeah, and, and it's really bad because the women have the talent to be the draw. They, they really do. But the way they're booked is still very, hey, look at these women we have wrestling. Aren't they Trish great? Stratus they're women. Trish Stratus and Lita from Raw is so remembered because it was the one time the women main evented. Yeah. That made it special. Not the stuff that's the forced moment. So we're having to main event the Women's Royal Rumble. Blah, blah, blah. No, that's that's moments. You don't forcefully create these moments. And that, that's another thing. The moments back then happened. Like when, when Evolution turned on Randy Orton, that was a fucking moment. Mm-hmm. Not even, not even maybe one of the biggest moments in that time period, but that was a a a big deal to a lot of people, and that overshadows anything that's happened the last year that we've talked about on this show. Yeah, and it's... evolution turning on Orton was better than anything in this last year, and, and I mean, my my God, back then on SmackDown. Hey, tune in this week to see Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar in an Iron Man match for the WWE title. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, there's there's not a ton of story going into it. I still want to see that. Oh, so so we have Triple H going into a pay-per-view, you know, main event feud, but to fill the weeks of television, he's either out there cutting good promos or he's having a mini television feud with someone like Bubba Ray Dudley or Shelton Benjamin, and, you know, like TV feuds, it, not, yeah. not just rant fuck all tag matches that are six man tags. Yeah. Everything, everything meant something. Everything was a puzzle piece during that time period. Now it's all just thrown out there. For the fucking the prayer that it gets a reaction. Yeah, and and it, it's hard to get reactions when we've pretty much already seen it all. But with the workers we have on these rosters, there's no excuse. Well, that and I don't think that anyone is going to be expecting much new now. Yeah, like I I. I feel like they try too hard to create moments. They try too hard to manufacture hype when yep. manufactured hype is always going to be ass. It's not it's it's never going to be anything good. Now and it never reaches expectations. Right. Now that being said, um you know the mini feuds they're amazing because not only are you not seeing the, the same two guys together for a month, but you're also getting to put some guys who would maybe not be in that spot in there with a main event guy to see how they hold up. And that helps with the constant rotation. And I get why they do a lot of the six-man tag matches, this, that, and the other now. They're, 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 they're trying to... They're trying to protect their talent. I completely understand it, but I don't like it, and I don't have to like it. And if they're so concerned with protecting their talent, they're they're you know they're they're currently gonna be reintegrating all their tag or all their uh, all their pay per views. No more exclusive pay per views after Fastlane, which is ugh this weekend. Yeah, gross. Bye bye Midgard. Yeah. But that. So so you're not gonna have a Midgard anymore. You're not gonna have all these things. When honestly, what they, if they're so adamant about having the brands split apart, okay, fine. But you've got to start getting your mains, getting your uh, your Midgard guys in there with some some top talent so that they can get some exposure. And work the house show circuit with them. Like, that's the big thing. They're, they're still running as many house show circuits as they have for however long, if not more than they used to. Because, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, previously they would have Raw on Monday night, 
SmackDown on Tuesday night recorded. I know that for a while it was, I guess, was SmackDown ever live before this? Yeah, it, well. Like when it first started? Way back when it was Thursdays, and then Fridays, and then, then they moved it fucking to like Tuesdays, and it just, I, I believe it was live for a little while when it first started, but you know, I will always think of SmackDown on Thursday night. Yeah. Now that being said, the 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 con the the circuit they would do television on Monday, they would do television on Tuesday. While one was doing a house show, a lot of times the other one would be doing live or doing their yep. their television. Now on you know then they would have a couple days off, then they would do weekend house shows, a couple days off television, a couple days off house shows, a couple days off so on and so forth. But now it's like. Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown, Wednesday live show, Thursday live show, Friday maybe a day off, Saturday live show, you know, Sunday a pay-per-view, and, and they're only getting like a day off at a time, so they're working harder. And they're, and they're drawing the lowest attendance that they've ever drawn. Yeah, I, I truly believe that the reason that these house shows aren't drawing is because of the lack of a mid-card. People are not, yep. uh, whether... Anyone wants to admit it or not, yeah, John Cena sells a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, Roman Reigns sells a lot of t-shirts. I don't like him. A lot of us older people don't like him. And when I say older, I mean probably, I don't know, anyone over the age of 16. Um, a lot <laughs> of us don't like him. But the kids fucking love Roman Reigns. Okay, fair. Now, outside of that... Your kids aren't in, aren't loving Seth Rollins as a rule. They're not loving Dean Ambrose as a rule. They're not loving, you know, Braun Strowman as a rule. They're 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 loving the main guy, and then someone in the mid card. Like I know that Rey Mysterio is is a huge draw for kids, um, and I guess that equivalent today would be Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor. He's he's a draw for for the younger generation, but at the same time, he's He's not selling merch to him, if that makes sense. It's just, weird. Just, just think about this for a second. There was a time on SmackDown when Edge and Ray, Kurt and Benoit, and Los Guerreros were the fucking tag division. Yeah. And they still had a loaded main event scene on SmackDown. There, my God, that's like today if, if you put fucking Reigns and Rollins... Uh, Balor and Strowman and fuck, we're already out of main eventers. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, Joe and Ambrose, fuck it. Well, where's your main eventers at? Yeah, I, it's it's but, a joke. But what I was getting at though is your your house of your house show draws your people working in the house shows. Historically, you'd have a whole bunch of mid carders in one match with main eventers. Now they're having to put all their main eventers in these house shows just to sell a couple tickets because, A, they're not exposing their mid-card enough, B, they're not building anyone, and C, they, they're they working them so often. and they're You know, Nashville, I believe, has had more dates in the past two years between live shows, um, televisions, the small yeah, they've pay-per-views. They've been like the last six before us. Yeah, like... I get that they're trying to make the rounds, but at the same time, if they, there is such a thing as market saturation, and they've done that. They are there and now. They are over oversaturating the market. And for there's their, no for future the main event during, during this time period to bring the fans back for the next house show. No, you, you can go to a house show in March and have Reigns be the champ, and then go to a house show in June, and we'll just say fucking Brock Lesnar's the champ and Reigns is on the bottom of the card, which, I mean, I'm just spitting shit out here. Yeah. It'd be a totally different order on the card. You, there's no there's no correlation anymore to anything. There's no build to anything anymore. They're just throwing guys out there, praying to God they have decent matches, when most of the great matches that we go back and watch are because they were great matches that had a great story leading into it, that yeah. had great build. That's what gives you the nostalgia value. Yeah, there. 
what what am I going to go back and watch from from this last year? <laughs> this, I, I mean, I have maybe, I've got nothing. The, the Usos and New Day Hell in a Cell, which already means nothing because they're feuding four months later again because they have no tag teams on either show. When two less than two months ago on this show, I said the SmackDown tag division was the hottest thing going into WWE. Mm-hmm. And what happened in two months? It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's fucking gone. They buried Gable and Benjamin. Bastion police are a joke. The Ascension aren't even getting on TV anymore. And the Bludgeon Brothers still aren't working regular tag teams. Yeah. It, it really... So, you, so, can really you can really equate every problem that we have with the product. And probably every everyone has this problem whether or not they they see it because it makes up the substance of the show your main event is a very small fraction of your show we're getting rusev day chants during main eventers cutting promos Mm -hmm. hello put him on the show yeah like they they don't let anyone get any any build for themselves they hate it when people put themselves over and, you know, even if you go watch a wrestling video on YouTube, nine times out of ten, they're going to start the video by saying Happy Rusev Day. That should tell WWE something, but it doesn't. And I'm not saying you have to have to make the guy a main eventer. Just put him on TV. Miz is walking proof that you have to fight by getting your fucking self over through this terrible writing to, to be relevant. Yep. And it's 100%. percent Let's just single out one guy real quick, Seth Rollins. I think that might be one of the guys that we've been so up and down and critiqued the most while this show's gone on. Yeah, I he think that, goes from, that's fair. He, he goes from beating Triple H at Mania, which I said was the wrong move because they could have bought another fucking few months out of that to get it to SummerSlam. What happens after that? He loses the number one contenders match. He gets stuck in a tag team. He loses wins, loses wins. And we're just now getting back to the point where he's looking like a main eventer, and he'll probably be a main eventer again after Mania. But at Mania, he's in the IC title match after pinning Cena and Reigns in the same night. That makes no sense. It makes yeah. zero sense. Yeah, it. There's it, no pecking order. There's no. And let's let's give credit where credit's due. Seth Rollins got himself over by his work. Like, yep. everyone wanted to see more of Seth Rollins because he put on a great performance. Yeah, what fucking strong storyline have they given him in, in the last year? None. So, None. So Zero. We've got lack of, lack of concrete stories. We've got a lack of a mid-card. And that, in my opinion, are the two biggest, biggest core issues with WWE right now. And I know yeah, that... A lot of people will sit there and say, you know, in the in the business, do the big air quotes there, in the business, and I've heard people say it, you know, everyone likes to armchair book, but no one knows what works until until this, that, or the other. But in all actuality, we a, a ton of us have watched wrestling. You don't just start watching wrestling as an adult. Nine times out of ten, you're watching as a kid, and then you continue watching as an adult. Well, unless you're a fucking potato, if you've watched something for fucking 20 years, you're going to know the ins and outs of what's going on. Yeah. And like I said, unless you're a fucking potato or an idiot, you you catch on after watching something for 20 years. Yeah. Like, for example, you you can tell when a football player is bad on a on a on an NFL game. Like, yeah, yeah, they're overpaying that guy. Yeah. This guy. Probably should be on the bench. But yeah, this guy may only have two or three good seasons and then be gone. But no one and no one questions that. But the second you start talking about wrestling, all the people that are actually like in positions of quote unquote importance in wrestling, uh, you don't know shit. You never laced up the boots. You never worked in the business. Da 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 da. I'm like, nah, but I've watched it oh, for about twenty just, years. You're, you're just some fucking internet smart, and I ha- I have worked before, so I guess. 
in their eyes, I have room to critique it because I've worked before, and I and I'm saying the shit sucks. Yeah. I've never been this disinterested in wrestling. Well, I said, it's bad. New Japan is the only thing that I can watch and think I'm watching a professional wrestling show. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't feel like when I'm watching WWE, I'm watching a show. I feel like I'm watching a TV screen where they're yelling back, hey, you're a fucking idiot if you still watch. You know, Stephanie said in the conference call that Vince listens to the audience, but he obviously doesn't, so you're a fucking idiot for watching. That's that's what I've I've constantly had going through my head the last, like, two or three months is, I'm an idiot for watching this show. They're yeah. blatantly telling me this show is bad, and I'm going to watch it no matter what. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. That is the problem. Also, let if we're if we're going for correlations between wrestling and sports, most coaches kind of lose their touch after twenty years because the game evolves. Mm-hmm. Well, wrestling shoot. has wrestling has evolved, and Vince is trying to look at it through a nineteen eighties periscope. Yeah, which. His business was dying in the late 80s, early 90s as well. Like because we, of the one-man formula. Yep. When did, the, when did the business thrive? When he had six or eight main eventers that were on a constant rotation. Mm-hmm. Then he goes back to the one-man formula because he panics that Brock left the company. And we're back in Shitsville a decade later, oh, a little over a decade later. Yep, and we'll continue Same to be shit. in Shitsville. Un- until this is this is my not so bold prediction for the next however many years until Vince McMahon hands over the keys of the castle to Triple H WWE programming will not be worth watching unless it's on the network i.e. Cruiserweight and NXT period yeah and with NXT most guys get called up from there, either get fucking buried on the main roster, or hurt. Why? Why do they get hurt? Because they're too busy busting their ass trying to make a good product on the network. Why do eighty percent of them get buried? Because Vince doesn't get the connection they had with the crowd because mm-hmm. he didn't give a shit to learn. The few exceptions to the rule are Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Yeah. It, and they're the, they're the exceptions. Yeah, it, it's really, really strange because those are those are two very pertinent indie darlings. Very, very, like they wear their darling crowns. You know what I mean? And, and what do both of them have in common? They both never killed themselves in NXT. Yeah. Rollins was down there before it became a big thing, and Owens was there for what, four months. Something like that. It, the, there is no reason for Samoa Joe to be in developmental a fucking year. No. There is no reason for Nakamura to be in developmental for a fucking year. I, I, <laughs> well, by the time they go through it, they're a year older. They're going from a program where. The guys on NXT are like NXT television. The the men and women on there are really only like forty, maybe fifty percent of the NXT roster. Most yeah. of the most of the people who are trying to get on television are working house shows, and they do it in a formula where they'll have one or two of their main people. I'd say probably three or four of their main people work the house shows, and they rotate them. That's a big thing. And either either all either they'll have everyone that's usually on the television be at, at the, the house shows, but they'll either all work each other so half the card is open, or they'll all work guys that don't get on TV. Yeah. They budget it outright. They fill it out to where there are people that get those spots. Like, that's how Velveteen Dream got on the fucking television is by doing good at the house shows. Yep. It's and but it's, it's but honestly a really simple formula. Like this is a formula that dates back to the fucking 1900s here. The, the, where I'll I was going. With it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 
I, I was just saying this is this has been, always been the wrestling formula, and WWE chooses to neglect that formula now because they want everyone to view it as a variety show and mm-hmm. not a wrestling show. Yeah, and um, what I was uh, what I was saying is that they. Uh, you know they they go up to the main roster from NXT, which they're working what they work television once a month, and then they might do a, a handful of house shows every month, and then they're they suddenly thrown into work, doing three shows a week, four shows a week. They probably work a total of seven days a month. Yeah, and maybe ten. And when when you go from such a light schedule to the quote unquote WWE three hundred day schedule, you're gonna get blown up. You're gonna get hurt. They're not doing anything to protect these guys on the road. That's where your mid card comes in. That's where your your roster depth comes in. That's where you have guys you can substitute out. That's where you you put some people on the show that maybe don't normally get airtime, and and let them get some exposure. So people care about them. So when they see them again. They're excited about it. Or if they see him on a house show bill, they'll say, you know what? I liked that guy. I'm going to pay money to go see him even though this isn't on TV. Hey, hey, Daniel Bryan, we want you to work a one-hour fucking gauntlet against Swagger and then Cesaro and then Ryback and then not be hurt and get ready for the pay-per-view in two weeks where mm-hmm. you're going to work another 30 minutes and then the next night on Raw work another 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, but, but we don't want you to get hurt. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> it hey, all hey. com it all comes back to that mid card, man. Hey Rollins, we know you're probably not healthy enough to be on this mania card, but you're gonna come back and feed with Triple H anyways. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 damage is done to this company behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. These people are walking the plank when they walk down the entrance ramp on Raw and SmackDown. They are fucked. Unless they go out there and kill themselves to overcome what's on the pen and paper, they are fucking toast. Yeah. And and I'll I'll say this. If they are truly listening to their fan base, and this is what their majority fan base says, and I, I say this, I, I put the if on there because, you know, as internet as the internet wrestling community, we tend to insulate ourselves and consider ourselves the majority. We are the minority. We just are. I you know, it sucks. Uh, I know. <laughs> but it it is a thing. But if this is how your core audience is wanting the show to be done. Stop listening to them. <laughs> Tell them when you go from when you go from seven million diehard viewers mm-hmm. to in in fifteen seventeen years later you're down to two and a half three million viewers and those aren't and the diehards are gone and now those are just casuals and you're trying to to cater to the casuals that will still flip the channel to fucking. Uh, the Oxygen Channel or fucking HBO or whatever, if, if they don't give a shit about what they're watching, mm-hmm. you're catering to people. Yeah, they're not the ones spending a thousand dollars plus a ticket at WrestleMania. No, they're also Sorry. they're also not the ones that are going and talking to their friends about wrestling. They're also not the ones that are going out there and um and buying seven T-shirts at a time. They're not the ones out there wearing the shirts. I've seen a couple of kids with wrestling shirts on. But I can't tell you the last time I saw anyone in a wrestling shirt other than like a Bullet Club shirt. Yeah, th- th- those fuckers are the ones that own zero DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- I- and I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think about that. I-, I cannot remember in public when I saw a wrestling shirt that was not a Bullet Club shirt or a kid wearing, like, a fucking shitty Reigns shirt or something like that. I have not seen anyone in our age demographic wearing a fucking WWE Mid-Carter shirt. I will say, I I will say to that. I haven't seen any 
I haven't seen any Styles shirt. I haven't seen any Nakamura shirt. I haven't seen any fucking Rollins shirt. I haven't seen shit. Because I... the common denominator with all those guys, they fucking are caught by the glass ceiling at the end of the day. I will say, I will say, just because you always have to give an exception to the rule, because that's that's the rule of internet discussion. A mutual friend we have, someone who started the podcast with us, our, our good friend DC Showoff. Yeah. I saw him today wearing a Dean Ambrose hoodie that yeah, I know, I know for a fact, I know for a fact he bought it couple years ago now i mentioned that i know his wife also has a ryback t-shirt his wife's favorite wrestler for a long time was ryback yes there were ryback fans out there uh, i had a ryback t-shirt they uh you know they they spent money on the product once upon a time but they don't even watch anymore exactly and but they they weren't they weren't casual fans. They were no. diehard fans that stopped watching because it sucked. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't – I have not bought a WWE shirt in a long time because I got more important shit to spend my money on, even, even as far as what I want to represent as myself. What, you know, yeah. I if I had the choice between wearing – a random video game shirt, which I don't even wear video game t-shirts. I don't really have any graphic t-shirts anymore. But if I had the choice between a video game t-shirt, one I don't even play nor really care about, um, say a Tekken shirt. No offense to Tekken fans out there. I think it's a cool game. I just don't play it and I don't care about it. I'm not a fighting game guy. But if someone were to approach me with a Tekken shirt, no, I'm not even talking about the, uh, the Kenny Omega Tekken limited edition shirt it's just a regular Tekken t-shirt and said hey you can wear this Tekken shirt or you can wear this AJ Styles t-shirt I'd pick the Tekken shirt and I like AJ yeah, Styles and, a lot and that's what I was getting at your your casual fans you will never see wearing a wrestling t-shirt ever mm -mm. ever they may buy them unless they go they're going to, to the an event to collect dust they buy it at the they buy it at Raw or they buy it at the pay per view and then they wear it that night and then they might wear it the next time the show comes through. Yep, that's it. Whereas that's you it. know, when I had wrestling t shirts, it was you know, we at the time we could only wear T shirts to work on Fridays. One Friday it was uh it was Kevin Owens, one Friday it was Dean Ambrose or not Dean Ambrose, uh, Dolph Ziggler. One Friday it was Brock Lesnar. One Friday it was AJ Styles. And those were the four shirts I had, and I would rotate them. And I fully intended on buying more T-shirts, but then I decided that WWE didn't deserve my money other than my my one person on their Nielsen ratings. Yeah, and, and this is coming from a, a guy, you know, myself, that has watched wrestling from age five all the way on while never stopping watching, no matter how bad it got, I've always watched pretty much every wrestling company. Except, you know, the one I did quit on was TNA, but that's because, you know, it wasn't even TNA anymore. Yeah. But I digress. I always watched all the main companies, never quit. And right now in 2018, I'm the least interested I've ever been in wrestling. Yeah, Period. It's, it, it's really sad, too. Because WWE is so bad, it makes me uninterested in watching other wrestling products that I know are good. Yep. Like, yep. I, I'll, I'll watch the new. I'll I'll watch the new Japan pay per view, and then when it's over, I'll go, "Fuck, that was so much better than WWE." But shit, Monday's coming around. That's gonna suck. Yeah, like, I'm sitting here looking at, you know, looking at my wallet and saying. Well, I don't really, I don't really want to spend money on either network, like New Japan World or WWE, but I would rather spend it on New Japan World because I'm gonna be able to get a quality product every week. But it, it, yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so I'm so disenchanted with wrestling because of WWE. I'm sitting here thinking like, man, I bet that Bullet Club All In show in Chicago, which was officially announced, by the way. If you didn't see yep. that, um, 
that all-in show in Chicago, I bet it's going to be dope, and I bet it's going to have a nice big surprise in it. Like, yeah, it's going it, it, to be worth watching. It's sad. I collect sports cards. Right. I would rather go buy a $200 box of sport car, sports cards that I may only get $30 worth of my money back instead of spending 50 to go to SmackDown. Yep. I'd rather lose money buying sports cards than pay to go see SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I would rather I would rather start collecting baseball cards again than go pay money on WWE. I actually have a friend that after we get done recording, he's on his way from Nashville right now. I'm evidently I'm evidently about to start a Funko Pop collection. I had no intention of starting, and I would rather spend my money on Funko Pop figures before I spend my money on WWE, period. Yeah. I feel robbed when I pay $9.99 a month. Yeah. Yeah, I do too, I man. Feel, I feel robbed from $9.99. That's how much I just don't feel like contributing cash to this product yeah used to i'd go to if they were in town i'd be front row camera side you can yeah. go back and fucking see me for like seven fucking years mm-hmm. front row every time camera side 200 250 fuck it i'm gonna have a great time regardless boom now i'm not paying to get in the fucking door for 10 20 30 50 bucks fuck that because yeah. i'm gonna be fucking miserable and there's not going to be a single thing that I can say, hey, that was worth part of my money. Yeah, and to, honestly, I, I feel like we're getting to the point now where anything we say, we're just going to be rehashing. Um, yeah. I, I will end my piece by saying this. If you want to enjoy wrestling, if you want, if you are a wrestling fan, if you were not a wrestling fan and you were just thinking about getting into it and somehow stumbled upon this podcast, go look at Ring of Honor, go look at New Japan, go look anywhere else. Even Impact right now is a little better than WWE, and they're not doing great. But anywhere else is going to be better than this WWE product right now. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. I, I hate that I've spent as much time watching it as I have. And that, that's pretty much it. If you want to feel robbed, go watch WWE. You'll, you'll want your life back. You'll want, you know, five to ten hours a week of your life back, depending on, you know, depending on whether there's a pay-per-view or not. Like this week, there's a pay-per-view. I'm not watching it. It's Sunday. Not watching it. And I'm probably going to be done with wrestling for a little while. And when I do start watching again, I assure you it will not be WWE. Period. Yeah, it, it, it just coming from someone that's always watched wrestling on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis, going back and watching DVDs and stuff like that, just speaking for WWE right now, I've said it before, they might have the best roster they've ever had with the worst shit ever behind the curtain. It's, it's, it's enraging to, to these fans that have been watching for years, and it's a slap in the face. What they're producing on television today. It's not a wrestling product. It is a fucking variety show that happens to have a ring with people working in it. It's And that's not a knock on the workers because there are still decent to great matches even. It's just none of them are memorable because there's nothing to go along with the fucking match. Yep. There's no extra incentive to return to watch. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. But, man, it's have like you got any... Not... Yeah. Well, well, Styles and Nakamura at WrestleMania should tear the roof off the fucking building. They'll get 15 minutes what... counting their intro. What's the incentive to watch that Tuesday? None. It won't matter. Exactly. Zero. Because it'll they'll go ahead and be like, okay, well we'll either do the you know the rematch with no storyline, or we're gonna jump to the next challenger, which will have no storyline. And just just wait for what you're praying to God is an epic match so you can justify watching the show. Yep. That's that, 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 we're, we're we're grasping and, and 
There's been a lot of times in wrestling where you've had to grasp on to shit and you can at least cling to something. Right now, there ain't much to fucking cling on. Yeah. In in WWE, there's not much to cling on. Yeah, like it's like that's, I said, man. That, 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 that's all I can say. If I had to grade this last year, I'd give it like a two. I'd give it a hard one, man. I would give it a hard one, and I have gushed about things on this show. Yeah? I've gushed, but, I mean, when the product's bad, it's bad, and I don't waste your money. If you're thinking about him, you know, giving nine ninety nine to someone, give it to New Japan. Yeah. Go watch Go it's watch some real never, wrestling. Go watch some real stories. I, I never thought I would see a top-to-bottom year as bad as 09s, and even 09 might have had more bright spots than the, the year this podcast has went on. Yep. With with WWE. Thank God for NXT. Thank God for New Japan. Thank God for a few great indie shows. Cause that that's what's keeping people watching WWE is them watching WWE and going, All right, what are they gonna do to match these other places that are still having a good product? And the answer is they're gonna sign all those guys away from those companies and then do nothing with them. Yep. Capitalize on the name and that's it. Yep. But and where can they where can they find you on Twitter, man? At GoldenBoy615. You can you can still read my rants on there. <laughs> and you can you can find me over at GoForJonko. I know I don't often give out my Twitter on here, but you can find me at GoForJonko. I will probably not be tweeting about wrestling for a little while. I know I'll probably be back. I, it's just a matter of when. Um, you know, stay tuned. We, uh, you know, we may or may not be back in a little while. It, we just got to let this burnout get, you know, wash over us, get it out of our systems, and then maybe we can regroup from there. But guys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's been a blast. You got anything else you want to say to him? I mean, it, it's it's been fun. It's been a good outlet to come up with ideas that they should do, ideas that everybody knows sucks. It's just it's just been a good venting forum and you know we've had numerous great discussions on here reflected about past and future of wrestling and it's just been fun yeah and i agree i mirror that and like i said we may be we may be back we'll probably be back i don't know i don't want to say no i don't want to say yes don't want to commit <laughs> hate to be that guy but it just depends we're on, on we're that cliffhanger guys we are yeah. we are the ultimate cliffhanger yep and you know just follow us on twitter we'll let you know when season two comes if it comes but guys it's been your boy john co and it's been a blast man it's been a blast hopefully we'll see you on season two maybe we'll see <laughs> <laughs>